Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football uh, Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fantastic. Thank you, Peter. The title race may be over, but the race at the bottom of the table, wow, it's hotting up. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I, I think um, after um, the game on Monday, I thought I thought Leicester were poor, to be honest. Um I, I was surprised, actually. I'd forgotten how bad they were until I sat down and watched them. Yes, I, I think that they, I think they're in real danger now of, of going down. But like I say, the the the, the other the other place is, is is going to be very very tricky, very cagey, isn't it? It is, and it may be that that point that Forrest managed to acquire down at Stamford Bridge will be very very valuable. Yes, yeah, you're right there. I mean, obviously they've got a six goal difference between themselves and Leeds but let's you know let's see what about the uh, going further down though the League One? Oh, was, was there a game in League One last Friday night <laughs> I, I, I didn't really I mean you were t- telling me about oh you know we might we might get a draw against Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> now, you, now off off line folks he's saying to me oh if only we could have got a fifth Jesus Christ, man! You won four nil in the first leg. How many more goals do you want? I just, I just wonder though. I honestly do wonder whether that's not scoring that fifth goal in that last minute will come to haunt them. You don't know, do you? You don't know. It's, it's, it's not over. But uh... Jesus Christ, man! Look on the bright side of things. If you, throw it, if you, if you lose five nil in the second leg, you deserve to lose. Yes, but that's then... the thing. Yes, yeah. they, they've got like you said earlier. They've got to go into the game. Uh, as normal, haven't they? As, as though it's yeah, normal. You, you yeah, can't, you can't go to somewhere like Hillsborough and just try and shut up shop and waste time for 90 minutes and, no. and look for a nil-nil or else, you know, you, you're going to get into problems. You've got to try and go there and score a goal. And I think if you score a goal, yeah. you're, you're yeah. through. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. Uh, quite impressed with the playoffs. I don't know whether you've seen any of them. Um I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, I yeah. quite like the unusual kickoff times. I know it's not great for away fans, but I sat down and watched Bradford Carlisle on Sunday night, which I thought was a, a good game. Obviously, that's in my league, League Two. Um, and then what about Luton, P? We might be talking about um, games at yeah. Kenilworth Road again in the top flight next season. Well, again, we were saying, I mean, I, I, you know, when I initially saw the games, I thought, mm, I can see Middlesbrough coasting through this but but obviously Middlesbrough have yet to beat Coventry but um, they're going to have their work cut out to beat that Luton side I, I, they are hard working aren't they yeah they're a real unit they seem to have a togetherness and a, a spirit about them that I think will be quite difficult to overcome no matter whether it be Coventry or Middlesbrough that reach that final I mean and if it's Coventry against Luton I mean talk about two clubs from my early youth that were mainstays of the old first division that yes. plummeted down the divisions, Luton even into the National League, and then finally rising back to the Premier League. It's a real story. I mean, yes. stuff, stuff all this Wrexham nonsense, Pete. This is real sort of comeback <laughs> from nothing with without any real investment in either club. I mean, look at Coventry. 
well, like a, a bed borrowing and stealing grounds, haven't they? Yes, yes, it, that it is incredible, isn't it? it? That would be amazing if those two were in the 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 the, the playoff final. Definitely, and as for that away end at Luton, have you climbed over that mattress <laughs> in the away end at Kenilworth Road? It's incredible. That mattress well, has been there for about twenty five years. Well, I mean. I went the last time I went there was about three seasons, three or four, or just before COVID in the EFL trophy. Yeah. yeah. Terrible place, really. You know, the <laughs> ground is awful, isn't it? Well, well, it's the only away ground where you can turn around at the back of the away end and wave to a lady doing a washing up in a front room. <laughs> but there, uh, I think as well, the, do they call it, the, it's like the rake, isn't it, that they put the seats on is not yeah. great. I don't like it there, but you can't see, you can't see properly, well, I the, don't think. The roof's only about four metres off the ground, isn't it? If you sit at the back, you can only see one goal. Yes, rail. yes, it, it, it's quite poor, really. And, well, they'll have to, you know, obviously, uh, well, they'll have the money, won't they, to do the place up. But, you know, what's happened with their stadium? I thought they were moving into a new stadium. But... Yeah, I'm not sure about that, to be honest. Who knows? But, to be honest, in the early days of moving up into the Premier League, as we saw with Bournemouth, sometimes having a very small unwelcoming ground can actually be quite a big home advantage for some of them Premier League big time Charlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be gonna be interesting. Right, let's get on with the games and we're including tomorrow night's uh, Newcastle Brighton game. Um, yes, you pressed the emergency podcast button because we weren't gonna do this game, but then no. I got a message and then it all at action stations and here we are this Wednesday morning. <laughs> yes, uh Newcastle Brighton, recent head heads, Newcastle won one, there's been two draws, Brighton have won two. Minus half a goal, the handicap is here. When minus half a goal, Newcastle's record reads 1-3, drawn four, lost one, coffer, a 2 old draw away at Leeds. A game, really, I thought Newcastle possibly could have won. I thought Leeds fought quite well there. Brighton, uh, when they're plus half a goal, 1-3, drawn three, lost one, only lost one of seven. And they come off an excellent 3-0 victory uh, away at Arsenal. Three or more goals have seen in, in, in seven of Newcastle's last eight and in five of uh, Brighton's last six. So, could be goals on the card. Minus half a goal, 282 matches over the last seven seasons. One three four home, one four eight away. My ratings, believe it or not, suggesting value Brighton. That doesn't. I don't see that to be any real shock, Peter. To be honest, the way you said, believe it or not, I thought you <laughs> were going to say Newcastle. Um, <laughs> this is one of the stronger trends in the Premier League when these two teams meet. And I was quite shocked when I drilled down into the recent head-to-heads. Newcastle have only won one of 11 against Brighton. I mean, that was quite a surprise to me, really, given the fact that Newcastle have become a rather established Premier League side over recent seasons. And yes, we know Brighton have come on and, you know, the XG boys have loved them for a while. But for Newcastle to only win one of 11 against a, a comparable team, shall we say, in recent seasons was a surprise. And you look at which team will be more motivated. Well, I think from a motivation perspective, I think they're both pretty, you know, comparably motivated. Newcastle are gunning for that third or fourth spot for the Champions League, whereas Brighton want to nail down sixth. The thing for me, though, is surely Newcastle are going to feel a bit more pressure coming into this game. They've got Man United and Liverpool breathing down their necks. I just sense that the pressure could get to Newcastle here. We saw them draw at the weekend against Leeds. Didn't Leeds have 10 men, Peter? Yes, but I, th- I thought the same. It was the sending off late. 
Yeah, it might have been. I can't, I can't quite remember. Mm. Um, but I'm a little bit disappointed that Newcastle went to Leeds, scored two goals. Bearing in mind, they've only conceded 31 goals all season, Newcastle, and didn't manage to win the game. Uh, I think there's value with Brighton here, Pete. Will I take it? Not sure I can because the other month I said I'd never bet on them again. Um, and then I sort of leaned towards them to beat Everton. And then we all know what happened there. But yeah, I, I think there's more pressure on Newcastle here. It would be disappointing for Newcastle to get this far and then not achieve anything, I think, in terms of if they slip down to fifth. And I think the pressure will get to them, Pete. Right, next up, we've got uh, Spurs against Brentford. Uh, Spurs won this game last season. The, the, the handicap is, is, a, is a, you know, minus half a goal, which, you know, when you look at the, the you know, the size of the two clubs is is surprising, really. Spurs um, went minus half a goal, 1-4 drawn, 1 lost 5, come for 2-1 defeat away at Aston Villa. Brentford, when they're plus half a goal, 1-3 drawn, 4 lost 2, so only lost uh, 2 of 9, come off a 2-0 victory at home to West Ham. Spurs conceded 2 or more in 5 of their last 6, so they're, they're, they're leaking in goals, you know. Uh, minus half a goal, uh, 282 matches, 1-3-4 home, one four eight away. My rating is suggesting slight value with the home side, but I wouldn't take that. Well, trends and longer-term sort of statistics, Pete, point out here some stunning value with Spurs. But you, like me, have watched them in recent weeks. They are a very untrustworthy bunch. When you look at Brentford, since they came into the top flight, on a plus half a goal line away from home, they're 21 and 16. Over two and a half goals has gone 20 and 17. But they have scored in just one of the last four away games. And that's when when they won 2-0 at Stamford Bridge. I referenced their stunning value for Spurs. In recent seasons, Pete, if you take out performances against top six sides at home, Spurs have gone 61, 9 and 13. So, effectively, they are 61 and 22 on this minus half a goal line. But the thing is, we have real no idea as to what's going on behind the scenes at Spurs. We know Brentford are a a very well-organised and good unit. Rumours are that, you know, Thomas Frank may even be approached by the Spurs board to take over at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes going into this game. So it's a stay away for me, Pete. But normally, in recent weeks, I've been attracted to Brentford. We took them away at Chelsea. We, we were well rewarded. But here, I do think there's a lot of value if you're brave enough on back in the home side. Bournemouth, Manchester United next. Uh, recent says Bournemouth and haven't done too badly. They've won two. Man United have won three. Plus one and a quarter goals here. Uh, when plus one and a quarter, Bournemouth's record reads 1-1, one, one, draw, not lost two. Both of the games they lost by two or more goals. Coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Palace. Manchester United went minus one and a quarter, 1-4, drawn two, lost two. So not a great result there. Two of the four victories were by two or more goals. Coming off a 2-0 victory uh, at home to Wolves. Two or less goals have seen, been seen in uh, nine of United's last 10, plus one and a quarter goals, 44 over the last seven seasons, 15 home, 17 half loss, 12 loss. So it's, uh, sorry, yes, sorry, I've got I've got that wrong. 15 um, home wins, 17 
uh, half wins and 12 losses. So that's 23 and a half plays 12. Um, good value Bournemouth race is suggesting. My only worry about this is that after the season they've had, I think they are possibly on the beach now, as the saying goes. They've done well, Bournemouth, this season. But I think this, I think they're going to lose this game. They've done incredibly well. And, and you say they're on the beach. Well, they haven't got far to go, have they? Of down there on the south coast. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I do think a lot of what you say has been now built into this line. This line opened minus one. It's now minus one and a quarter. Mm. And I think it's a lot of it's to do with what I referenced earlier about the fact that Man United are looming up on Newcastle's shoulder. They also know they've got Liverpool breathing down their necks for that sort of Champions League spot, whether it be third or fourth. Whereas Bournemouth can kick back, relax. They've done what they needed to do. At one point this season, Bournemouth were in serious, serious trouble. Now, we knew from, you know, from every week when we were doing the ratings that they, they weren't far away from getting a string of results together. They finally did it. They won those three games on the road in a row, and that really got them out of trouble. Whereas we know Man United are still gunning and still really going out for every game under Eric Ten Hag. Now, now this line's gone to one and a quarter, though. I think the value would be with the home side. When you look at the way Man United, you know, have set up on the road, they've got minus 12 goal difference, Pete, away from home. They've only scored 21 goals in their 18 away games. So can you really see Man United running away with this game? Probably not. But there's no way you can back this Bournemouth side when, when we have to question some of their sort of... Um, not say commitment levels, but you know, when the going gets tough at this stage of the season, are they really going to get down and dirty with it? And to be honest, I think the home fans will cut them a lot of slack, even if they don't sort of put a performance in here. So, yeah, value is probably still with United, I think, in terms of the mentality, but the trends and that suggest that Bournemouth should be able to keep it tight. Fulham Palace next. Uh, recent head-to-heads for uh, Palace have won both games. The, the line's minus a quarter. Fulham went minus a quarter. They've won five, drawn one, lost four, come off a, a 2 0 victory away at Southampton. Palace, when they're plus a quarter, one, two, drawn two, lost six, come off a 2 0 victory at home to Bournemouth. Two or less goals have seen, been seen in five of Palace's last six. Minus quarter a goal, 558 matches, 2 3 2 home, uh, 169 half. Uh, losses one five seven losses, so that makes two three two to two four one. No value in the line, and a distinct, I think, end of season feel to this. Definitely, and if in doubt in these sorts of games, I think um, the bookmakers do set the line at minus a quarter. I'm just clicking on to Betfair now. You can you could probably get about two point five four on the home win. When mid-third sides play each other, the home side win 41% of games. That equates to a true price of 2.46. Palace have had the better of recent meetings. They've won three of five with a draw and a loss in the other two games. But it was Marco Silva's men who won 3-0 when the sides met you know, earlier this season down at Sellers Park. And Fulham do sit eight points ahead of the Eagles. Mitrovic is back. I talked about at length about how a big of an impact he has for the home side. He will be well rested in terms of, you know, no bruises and battle scars over the last few weeks when he's sat on the sidelines. If I was going to bet this game, Pete, 
it would probably be back in full on, on the outright. But as you say, a distinct end of season feel for two teams who have performed admirably this season. I mean, Fulham are sat in 10th. Palace, after flirting with relegation under Patrick Vieira, that surprise sacking and the reappointment of Roy Hodgson, which I said would be a catastrophe, hasn't turned out that way. Both teams will be putting their feet up, to be honest. Looking back at the season, their job's been done. Liverpool Villa next. Uh, Liverpool have had the far better of this. They've won all four of the last four four matches at Anfield. Uh, minus one and a quarter goal, the handicap. When minus one and a quarter goal, Liverpool's record reads one seven drawn, one lost two. Four of the seven by two or more goals coming off a, a good 3-0 victory away at Leicester. Villa, uh, when they're plus one and a quarter, one one drawn, not lost one. Uh, the defeat wasn't by two or more goals. It's just by one goal. They're coming for a 2-1 victory. Home to Spurs. Liverpool, they've won their last seven. They're in some really good form. Um, minus one and a quarter, 89 matches, 40 home, uh, 22 half loss, 27 loss. So it's 40 plays, 38. No value in the line. I can see Liverpool winning this, though. I, I, I think Villa have done very well, but that, that Liverpool train, I think I think they're going to be determined to get in that top, top four. Yeah, and I'm not going to step in front of this Liverpool train, as you call it, Pete. I, I quite agree. I mean, when I looked at this line, I'm like, crikey, I desperately want to back Aston Villa here. I've been so yes. impressed with them. But sometimes you just have to step away and say, do you know what? As much as I love Villa, they've failed to score in both of the last two away games. at Molyneux against Wolves and then at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Yes, they've only lost those two games 1-0. But they haven't scored in them. As much as I want to back Unai Emery's men here, Pete, you have to respect that Jurgen Klopp's side, they're an emotional side. All of his teams play emotional football. And when they're on a high, you ride that. And when they're on a low, you kind of step away from them and wait for them to turn it around. They've won seven out of seven. I don't see them losing another game this season, Pete. Or, sorry, I don't see them not winning. Not Not winning another game this season. They'll they'll end the season with two victories, I think, Liverpool. So, yeah, home win for me. Wolves, Everton next. Vital match this. Um, recent head-to-heads, Wolves have 1-2. There's been one draw, Everton 1-1. One, one. Wolves, when they're off scratch, 1-2 drawn, one lost three, come for 2-0 defeat away at Manchester United. Everton, when they're off scratch, 1-3 drawn, two lost five, come for 3-0 defeat at home to Manchester City. Three or more goals have been seen in uh, Everton's last three matches. Scratch, 249 matches, 80, 84 home, 78 uh, draw 87 away, so 84 plays 87. Good value, Wolves, the ratings. But Everton, they've got Wolves away and then they've got Bournemouth at home. I think the fixtures have, have fallen uh, nicely for Everton. I don't see them losing this game. Oh, and there was me thinking you'd be taking the home team, Pete, when I ran all the stats. I thought, yeah, it's, it's a good, they're good, yeah, they're good, good value. Wolves are good value here. The races suggesting Wolves are good value, but I, I can I can see Everton not losing this game. Yeah, I thought you'd be trotting out my old saying just because a team needs to win yeah. doesn't mean they will. I mean, at the end of the day, Wolves' turnaround in recent weeks has made this game yeah. one where they have no motivation. Yes, I think, I think as well, I think. I think Wolves. I think they'll they'll be they want to restart. They'll want to restart, won't they? I think. Yeah, and I was actually a little bit surprised when I looked at Wolves' home record this season because I, in my mind, I'm thinking they're terrible at Molyneux. Um, just just 
like how my mind perceives them. They've actually won nine of their 18 games this season in front of their own fans. When you look at Everton's away record, won two of 18, scored 17 goals. And Wolves have won the last three meetings of the sides that they won 2-1 at Goodison Park earlier this season. And if we look at how bottom half teams perform at home to bottom six sides, they win 48% of their games. That equates to a true price of 2.08, so a minus half a goal line, yet Wolves are available at scratch. And that's clearly just based on that everybody knows that Everton have everything to play for and Wolves basically have nothing to play for. You know, if I was going to bet this game, Pete, I'm kind of leaning towards the draw outright at 49 to 20, so just under 5 to 2, because I think that's almost the best of both worlds there because Wolves, you know, put a performance in for the home supporters, yet Everton can still return home with a positive result and possibly have their future still within their own hands come the last game of the season. But yeah, trend-wise and statistically, some really good value with the home win. Can you take it? I'm not sure. No, I, I think though Everton have got to be a little bit cautious, as you say. You know, a draw here, but at home to Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth got nothing to play for, and they could just, you know, sometimes, Bold. yeah, sometimes Bournemouth, you know, could easily, you know, play some really attract good football though, which they've been playing, and and Everton could be down. So it's you know still all to play for, isn't it? I think oh. Everton have just uh, that win at Brighton. I think was the one, the key one. If they hadn't, if they'd have lost that. It'd have been a yeah. different, different situation. And it's the one that really shook everybody up down the bottom of the table. It came out of nowhere against uh, a side that they expected to get beaten comfortably by, or at least I did. So yeah, yeah, interesting game that one that Molly knew this weekend. Yes, next ne- next up, uh, uh, you know, another interesting game, Forest. Um, versus Arsenal. Uh the line is plus one goal. Um just wait one second. I'm just I'm I am i am I'm trying to do two things at once here. I'm trying to look at the fixtures going ahead and whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never works. Yeah. Right. One plus one. Uh Forrest's record reads one one draw one lost naught. So out of the two games they were plus one. They haven't lost. Coming off a two old draw away at Chelsea. Arsenal went minus one. Record's good. Eight run eight. Drawn one lost one. Five the eight were by two or more goals. Come off a three nil defeat to to Brighton. Arsenal scored two, at least two goals in ten of their last eleven. And Forrest have conceded at least two goals in seven of their last eight. Small value Arsenal, my ratings are reckoned. Plus one hand uh, goal handicap. 180, 61 home, 49 push, 70 away. So it's 61 home, 70 away. I tell you what, I, I think that's, you know, despite this, the, you know, the race is just in small value Arsenal. I think Forrest are a good one here. I think uh, Arsenal will, I think Arsenal's title, you know, any hope or mathematical chance of the title could be gone this weekend. I feel a little bit sorry for the Arsenal players this this. Weekend, I think I think Forest are going to batter them. Really? Yeah, I, I think they're going to really hit them hard. Oh, Ars- right. Arsenal should like win five 0 No, no, Ars- Arsenal will know they've been in the game after this. They will, and I, and I think as we've seen in recent away games, um, Arsenal have to start well here because you quite rightly say, Pete, Forest are going to throw the kitchen sink at them. This is the half five game on Saturday afternoon, and I know I go on about this, and I think I probably 
maybe sort of bring it too much into my handicapping. But those pubs in and around the city ground will, will have been full all Saturday afternoon. This is a huge game. Arsenal have, like I say, they've thrown the title away. They're going to come second. And if these players are not up for a fight against a, a team that we've seen all season that are really up for it at home games, where a crowd that really backs them, I think Arsenal are going to be up against it. They know they've blown their chance of winning the league. So can they put a disciplined and you know intelligent performance in away from home in a cauldron? That's what this will be. The city ground we've seen all season for away teams has been a cauldron. And if Arsenal don't start well, I think they're going to struggle. Now, clearly, they're the much better footballing team. How much resilience have they got at the end of a long season with nothing to play for now? Yeah, we can talk about you know, they're still mathematically in the title race, but we know they've blown it. Um, I think Forrest outright at five to one, Pete, I don't think it's the worst bet you'll ever see. We've already seen rumours this week swirling around about who's going to be out the door at Arsenal. Some of them players who were rumoured to be out the door will be starting this game. Yeah, I think, Five to one, I've seen a lot worse bets because we've seen mm. Forrest continually, season long, putting good performances in front of their own supporters. Yeah, I, I, just a quick word on Arsenal. I think they've had an excellent season despite the, the, the defeat. You know, the defeat oh, last brilliant, Blading, yeah. yeah, really good. Really, we, good. we know now next season with the uh, Champions League commitments, that's when the real work's done by yes. Arteta. Who can yeah. he bring in? How yeah. can he strengthen his side and, and spread his resources over yet another long campaign in the Champions League? Yes, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them play in the Champions League next season. Yeah, I think, I think, I think yeah. it will suit them. I think yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, but, but I do think if they want to compete on both fronts, they're probably going to need five or six new yeah. players. Yeah. West Ham leads another... Uh, vital game here. Uh, recent head to heads, West Ham won one, Leeds won one. Minus quarter, the handicap here. Uh, when minus a quarter, West Ham's record reads one four, drawn three, lost three. Um, uh, they're coming off a two nil defeat away at Brentford. Leeds, uh, plus a quarter of a goal, one three, drawn two, lost five, coming off a two all draw at home to Newcastle. Leeds, not one in seven. Minus quarter of goal, 558, 232 home, 169, uh, half loss, 157 loss. So it's 232 plays 241. My ratings suggesting good value, West Ham. But I think this is a, a game where Leeds are playing West Ham at exactly the right time. You know, I can see Leeds coming away with something here. Yeah, and the, the Hammers aren't mathematically safe, but it will take Leeds winning this game and turning around a nine-goal differential over the final two games of the season to see Leeds overtake West Ham. West Ham have won three of the five meetings of the sides, over two and a half goals, and yes, on both teams to score has gone four and one. I think this will be a pretty open game. I mean, this the first match this season ended in a 2-2 draw at Ellen Road. This fixture last season, Leeds won 3-2. Goal line set at two and three quarters, Pete. Um, uni better offering 1.85 for the over two and a half goals. Um, from a side that I didn't trust earlier in the season to score goals in the shape of West Ham, all of a sudden we're seeing quite a few goals in their games and leads. Well, we all know about leads and high scoring games. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over two and a half goals in this one, mate. 
Brighton, Southampton next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Brighton have won naught. There's been two draws. Southampton have won three. And yet the handicap is minus two goals. Uh, Brighton, uh, they haven't been minus two goals in the Premier League. They come off the 3-0 victory away at Arsenal. Southampton went plus two goals, one naught draw, one loss three. Two of the three defeats were by three or more goals. Cuffer, a... 2-0 defeat at home to um, Fulham. Southampton lost seven of their last eight. Minus two goals, 81 matches, 35 home, 19 push, 27 away, 35 place, 27. Moraes is just in good value. Southampton, you know, obviously uh, they're down and, and, and Brighton, uh, you know, much dependent on what happens tomorrow night against Newcastle. We'll be pushing for it. I, it's just, I couldn't back Brighton minus two goals though in, in this game. No, and to be honest, Pete, they've only gone nine, three, and five season long in front of their own supporters. So at face value, that line of minus two is, is steep. But we do know that you know the clear out is soon to begin at St Mary's, and all of these Southampton players will will know that most of them won't be there next season. Most of them will know, you know, in terms of whether they'll be playing in the Premier League or not. You know, their the agents will already be doing things behind the scenes. I don't really see a very motivated performance from Southampton, bearing in mind you, you've seen the atmosphere down at the Amex in recent weeks. It's a bit of a frenzied one, really, especially if they get a good result against Newcastle. Southampton have only scored 16 goals on the road all season. Now the line's gone to two. I think it, it is a little bit mad to be honest, because despite them playing with confidence, they will feel a little bit of pressure, Brighton. We know what happened last time. They were very strong favourites on home soil. They completely blew up at home to Everton. They do kind of like the environment where they can hit teams on the break, like they did at the Emirates. So we know that a trip to St James's Park tomorrow night will favour them a little bit more in terms of their style of play. But Southampton are dead and buried and I'm not sure many of the players will care. I'm not even sure how many of their supporters will make the trip to the Amex. So, yeah, total pass for me, mate. Uh, Man City-Chelsea. Recent head-to-heads, Manchester City won five, Chelsea won two. Minus one and three-quarter the line here. And and I I was, yeah, a little bit surprised to see that. When minus one, three-quarter, Man City's record's good. One, nine, drawn, not lost one. Four of the nine uh, victories were by uh, three or more goals. Come off a three-nil victory away at Everton. Chelsea, they've never been plus one and three-quarters away from home in the the Premier League over the last eight seasons. Come off a two-all draw at home to Forest. Three or more goals have been seen in City's last... Seven minus one and three quarters, 67 matches, 15 uh, times the home side have covered it, 16 half wins, 36 losses. So it's 23 to 36. So a lean to the away side on the statistically on that handicap. Small value Chelsea, Marais is suggesting, but I think you know, I, I think you know, City could be crowned champions here or it. Just about. Um, I think they're, they're, the the way they manage the season is incredible, really. Fantastic work from Man City. But I tell you what, Pete, I'm tempted to take Chelsea here. I mean, City have won the last three meetings of the sides, but only by 1-0 scorelines. Mm. And, and you've got to wonder, if Forrest get a result against Arsenal, the title will be over before they even step onto the pitch. Now, they can win the title, City, um, in this game, say even if sort of 
Arsenal win, then City can win the title by winning this game. And I think you'd see a bit of a different performance from City. Um, I mean, even if you want to back Chelsea, and I am very tempted, you've got to be concerned about the fact they've scored just 17 times in 17 away games. Some of those matches, they will have had the ball for more than their opponents. This game, we know full well that Man City are going to dominate possession. So their chances are going to even be more limited. Now, the one thing that is a positive, that in those 17 away games, Chelsea have only conceded 23 times. And you may have a few issues with what sort of side City might turn out because obviously they'll they'll know overnight whether they need to to get anything from this game. So that may factor into Pep's selection. So there may be a few last-minute adjustments to the starting lineup, which could cause some disruption. Um, It's Chelsea or pass for me here, Pete. I'm I'm tempted to take them, but I don't think I'm brave enough because I've watched them a few times recently. I wish I hadn't watched Chelsea a few times recently, else I probably would be taking them here. And I know I always go on about named teams and everything, but we know there's a lot of good players in that Chelsea lineup. For whatever reason, it's not working at the moment. So this line is, is valid because they've got just as many points as Crystal Palace. And if Crystal Palace were going to the Etihad, they would probably be plus two goals for this rather than plus one and three quarters. But yeah, a bit of a big lean towards the away side. What's your thoughts on City, you know, Champions League? Do you think they'll beat Madrid tonight? I think they will, yeah. What about the the treble? Yeah, I think they're going to do it all. And I think that the way that the league title has panned out is really going to help them. Um, they can just take their foot off the gas a little bit in these final three Premier League games. And I think that will really help them. Bearing in mind, it's been a long season for a lot of the players. Most of them went to the World Cup. They, The adrenaline at some point would would run out on them, I think. But I, but I do sense that with this sort of, the way the titles almost fell into the lap, and it hasn't fallen into the lap, but the way Arsenal haven't been able to take it right to the end, I think it will just be the difference, to be honest, Pete. I think they'll win everything. Mm, could be interesting. I think they, they'll come unstuck on one of them. OK. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle, Leicester, uh, finally on Monday. Uh, Incredible head to head there the last seven scenes. Newcastle have won one, Leicester have won five. Minus one and a quarter goals, the handicap. Uh, when minus one and a quarter, Newcastle record reads one one, drawn two, lost naught. They didn't win that game by two or more goals. Come from two or draw away at Leeds. Leicester, uh, plus one and a quarter, one naught, drawn one, lost three. Uh, the only one defeat was by two or more goals. Leicester won one of the last 14, minus one and a quarter goals, 89 matches, 40 um, home, 22 uh, half loss, 27 loss. So it's 30, 40 plays, 38. Uh, Maurice is suggesting no value in the line. Yeah, I, 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 I think Leicester are poor, to be quite honest. And I think, I think you know, this, this could be a nail in the coffin, to be honest. Well, they may even be down by the time this game kicks off, Pete. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's the, the main reason why I can't really sort of make a suggestion here because on this minus one and a quarter goal line, I think it's probably pretty fairly priced at the moment. I mean, there is the train of thought that you should back Newcastle here, minus one and a quarter, 
because if results go against Leicester coming into this game, there may even be minus two by the time the game kicks off. Because what incentive will Leicester have if if Leeds have, have won at the London Stadium, which, you know, isn't beyond the realms of possibility, and Everton win at Molyneux? And we've already discussed the fact that we, we actually don't think, or you, you suggested, that you don't think either of those teams will lose this weekend. No. And no. if and if Leeds win at the London Stadium, all of a sudden, and Everton get a point, we're talking about Leicester staying up on goal difference at best. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's yes, I, I, they are definitely. I think they are definitely the team. I was I was very surprised at the game against Liverpool. They they were poor in in reality. Yeah, I, I forgot how badly they defended because some of them goals that Liverpool, don't get me wrong, Liverpool in recent weeks have created some really special goals and special moments. Not the other night. It was basic defending that left Leicester down. And again, St James's Park, a cauldron type atmosphere, Newcastle going for the Champions League. It's not getting any easier for Leicester in terms of the opponents they're playing. Yeah, as I say, they could already be down by the time this game kicks off. Um, they possibly will be by the time it finishes. I think, you know, looking at these games next week, let, let's just have a quick look at next can I week. Just, can I just say one thing, Pete, ahead of this? There's a game on the 24th of May, Brighton against Man City. We're talking about looking ahead to games. Man City are minus a half away to Brighton. I think Pep might rest his entire side for that game. Um, it's just an interesting one to think about moving forward because Brighton could have clinched sixth spot by the time it kicks off, but more than likely they won't have. I could see Man City coming in unstuck in that game. Mm. Yes, and yes, especially if they'd won the title. Yeah, or as good as damn it, as good as damn it, or which would yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, it's an almost needless game for the, for Man City. So it'd be interesting to see what sort of lineup um, Pep would pick for that. And quite like Brighton outright in that game. Anyway, you were you were yeah. If, let, let, let's have a look going forward. Obviously, Forest. They've got Arsenal. Then they've got Palace away. That's a tricky one, isn't it? End of season. Yeah. You, you you know that's a tricky. One. Everton at home to Bournemouth. I think the only thing they've got to be wary of there is obviously Bournemouth, nothing to play for. They could play free. Leeds at home to Spurs. Interesting game. <laughs> Very Spursy, that. <laughs> God, no. You, 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 we're no nearer of, of, of saying who could go down. I think, I think my gut feeling says that I, I think Forrest have got to get something out of this game on, on Saturday. Yeah. I I won't say that I think Leicester are down, but I think they've got to get above um, Leeds. And I, and I think looking at the matchup this weekend, I think Leeds will at least match Leicester's point return against Newcastle. I think Leeds have got a far easier game on paper away to to West Ham than Leicester have. And I think it does a lot of a lot of what happens is. This, in terms of the, the motivation of the two teams that Everton play, Wolves and Bournemouth, how motivated were they? Yes. We've, all, we've already seen the, yeah. Wolves, the Wolves match. You look at the trends and the statistics, some incredible value on Wolves. But we all know the motivation factor yes. is that one thing you can't really quantify. 
I, I just I just wonder whether I, I, I you know I think I think it, it, in to, to sort of you know wrap this little bit up I I, I think that uh, Big Sam may not be getting his bonus. No, I don't think. I think Red Adair may not be able to put the fire out this time. Yes, uh, as uh, well this week, you know, I, I think let, let's let's just let me just go through this. I, I think there's Value Brighton. Uh, uh, um, away at Newcastle. Don't think that's a bad bet. Where I've got good value, Bournemouth, Manchester United. I, I, I can't take that. Good value, Wolves at home to Everton. I can't take that either. And good value, West Ham at home to, to Leeds. I can't. I can't take that. I, I'm, I'm going to go uh, with Forest plus one goal at home to Arsenal. Yeah, as you say, Pete. There's lots of games that I'm paper look like they offer good value but in terms of quantifying that sort of emotional factor that need to win I know we do always say that just because a team needs to win doesn't mean that they will but when that if you couple that with playing against a team with nothing to play for it's a very difficult sort of situation to assess only game I'm going to take I'm going to rely on plenty of goals down at the London Stadium I'm going to take over two and a half goals in the West Ham Leeds game at 1.85 with Unibet Uh, I was tempted to back Chelsea plus one and three quarters hoping that uh, and that was kind of coupled up with sort of Forest getting result against Arsenal. But I'm just not brave enough because I don't trust Chelsea to score. Right. Next week, we've got uh, on the Wednesday night, as you touched on, Brighton against Manchester City. And on the Thursday, we've got Manchester United, Chelsea. We will leave those out. We'll be back end of next week for the final uh, round of matches, which take place on Sunday, the 28th of May. You say we'll leave them out, but you never know. I might get a text early next week. <laughs> no, well, I, I think we should no. probably cover them. <laughs> no, we, well, we can't because we've got to, haven't we? We've got to, yeah. you know, concentrate on the last, you know, round of games. It's it's a full round. It, it, it's easier to do that, isn't it? Definitely. Right, it's well, 40 minutes we've been on this this week. That's incredible, really. Right. Uh, we have warbled on a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, we shall speak to you next week and good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.